Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. In celebration of opening day, we've got a special episode of the Moth Podcast for you. The theme is baseball and the surprising ways it connects people. I gaze out at the players on the field and then I... Uh... I look over at my dad and I, I realize that in the silence between us that something has changed. It's like I'm seeing him for the first time. Two stories about baseball, family, and so much more. The episode's available right now. Subscribe to the Moth Podcast to make sure you hear it. Daniel, what <laughs> is up, brother? How you doing, Sean? Mr. WBC himself. <laughs> wow. What a guy. Can you believe that today is finally here? I can't. I can't, man. It's it's honestly um, very special, and I mean, this is my favorite tournament in the world. So mm-hmm. it's 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 truly like like trick like Christmas, you know. When when, yeah. you're, when you can't wait to open the, the the gifts, you know, all the boxes. Well, this is exactly like that. Oh, I couldn't. I couldn't sleep last night. That is exactly how I'm feeling. Yeah. So, it is it does it to you? Does it feel like the World Cup for baseball? Yeah, I, I even. You know what? I even enjoy it more than the World Cup. Uh, and I know, obviously, we cannot compare baseball to soccer or football, no matter how you want to call it, and, and both tournaments. And it, it starts with the transcendency of, of, of the event and how big, how global soccer is. And, you know, that uh, teams won't have any restrictions on any of their players. And you see totally the opposite on, on, on the baseball side. Right? But, yeah. Um, I mean, baseball is my life, and, and there's nothing that I like more than, than watching Team Venezuela. So, yes, for me, I, I enjoy it way more. Yeah, so for those that don't know, uh, Daniel is one of my good friends uh, from Twitter. I think we just met over Twitter. Um, met over Twitter, yeah. Which is awesome. Um, he is a he's the director and writer for uh, El Extra Base, I believe. El Extra Base, yeah. El Extra Base, there we go. Uh, he's Venezuelan. Um, he's a reporter in Miami. He covers the Marlins, but also just baseball in Miami and Venezuelan baseball. So um, if you want to know anything about the Venezuelan team or the Marlins who have a super underrated Twitter presence, I would recommend following Daniel. He's a great follow. That's where I get a lot of my Venezuelan information and um, and Marlins information even. So. Thank you, thank you so much, uh, Sean. It's it's really really special, and and I gotta I gotta say that everything that you've been doing, man, for the last months has been huge, huge for the tournament and huge for every every single country. I mean, you're a you're a great follow, and and it, you know you have also made my my job a, a little bit easier, <laughs> and more people know about it because of you. Thank you so much, brother. I really appreciate it. Yeah, it's it's been so much fun. It's been a blast, honestly, to cover it all. And I think the best part, I've, I've said this multiple times on, on Twitter, I think in my podcast as well, but the best part is just the connections that have been made, not only just for me, but like I've seen fans like talking to each other, like right. Japanese fans talking to Venezuelans and like Dominican fans talking to Koreans and Can- Canadians. It's like, it's so cool the way that the WBC has like drawn the world, like the baseball world all together. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, I see some some comments from from the fans on 
uh, asking about my my thoughts on Pool D. That's this is from Brandon. Yeah, uh, Brandon. I think you've seen maybe a, a soccer term. It's a uh, it's a group of death uh, because you have a great powerhouse in in the in DR with the Dominican Republic and Puerto Rico. Also, Team Israel is going to have a good team. Nicaragua has been playing very good ball lately. Uh, you mm -hmm. saw them in the qualifiers, and some of their players have been very active on winter ball and having uh, pretty good performances. So I think that this will be a, such a fun group. Obviously, DR, they're the favorites, but knowing the... Um, I mean, that they won't have Frember and Severino and other pitchers, I think that that closes the gap a little bit with Venezuela and Puerto Rico. Obviously, when, when we see... At the time we see the Venezuelan roster and you see the bullpen, you're going to see some players that will be absent. That will be a huge hit for, for them. Um, but I think that with the pitching that Venezuela has and the position players yes. that Rico, for example, they have, I think that the group just got closer. So I think it's going to be very interesting, uh, very close. And the, those first two matchups, I say Venezuela and the DR, and then the next day Venezuela and Puerto Rico will be huge for, for how this plays out. And I think that the mission could be avoid being second because obviously by being second in the group, that means that they could face the U.S. in the, first, in the, in the quarterfinals, right? Yep. The U.S. finishes up in, in first place, which is what, what everyone is expecting. Obviously, baseball is a little box of surprises and we can, we can have a, an upset like the one with the, with the Netherlands and, and the DR in 09, but... Um, just avoid being second. That will be my my mantra for every single team. I I totally agree with you, honestly, with your whole assessment of the of Pool D. I've been calling it the Pool of Death as well, <laughs> the yeah. Group of Death. But I I think you're so right because even with a team like Nicaragua or Israel, who may not look as good on paper, it's such a short, condensed tournament, which is very rare for baseball. Even in the playoffs, in like the in MLB playoffs, you have you have a series. Whereas here, it's just like you get a couple games in the pool and then it's single elimination. So if you get like one really good start or, or, or pitching performance from Jonathan Loisega, like they could easily win a game or two, you know? Absolutely, absolutely, man. And, and I think that, I mean, everyone, I mean, everyone's in a, in a while can have a good start and that good start might be in the quarterfinals and then you're in the semifinals and you don't know what can happen. Yeah. Um, and, and this will be, will be very interesting. And, and, Something that I, that I like about Team Israel is that they'll, they've been here before. Uh, they know how the tournament is. They had pretty good competition in 2017, and many of those players are coming back for the tournament. Mm -hmm. So having, having them also playing in Miami with, the, with a big Jewish community uh, that will be there supporting them, um, that will be also great for, for them. And Nicaragua, you know, Miami is a multicultural uh, city with so many Cubans and Venezuelans and Colombians and uh, Dominicans, Puerto Ricans, but the Nicaraguan uh, community here, it's huge, almost as big as the Venezuelan one. So really, I didn't know that. So yeah, that so that could be that could be great. It's gonna be a, a fun I mean it's gonna be a fun week and a full maybe three weeks in, in the park with, with those uh, fans coming to the ballpark. That's gonna be so much fun. I I know that I mean Miami's the best place to have these Absolutely. games. It's yeah. just it's so diverse and like there's so much representation from all of these teams. Um, I don't know if you remember when I put out on January first on New Year's, I put out my first like power rankings. I'll put out yeah. another one next week, yeah. but I got so much crap for putting Venezuela above Puerto Rico. Um, mm -hmm. because at the time 
we assumed that everyone was playing um, for both teams. And I looked at Venezuelan's roster and I was like, that is top to bottom. That is stacked. Like yeah. you look at the lineup and, and what you said, the pitching is the biggest difference, I think, for me. Yeah. With guys like Pablo Lopez and uh, uh, and like Luis Garcia and uh, Jesus Lazardo, all of these like Martin Perez, you got all of these guys that can easily like hold it down. You can back, you can do like an opener, and then like another guy come in two or three innings yeah, yeah. later. So even though I would say Puerto Rico might have a slightly stronger bullpen, I think the starters for Venezuela are definitely top tier. I agree, and and not having probably uh, Gradarol or Suarez, um, it's gonna push Venezuela to have that piggybacking from you know having two starters going yeah. three innings and then three innings. I mean, you 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 can have a a start, for example, with Herman Marquez going three innings, and then Martin Perez goes three more innings, and then seven, eight, and nine. Uh, depending on, on how it plays, you can have uh, Alvarado, you can have Ruiz, you can have Machado, you can have um, Silvino Bracho, who has been huge down down there in winter ball and already with some big league, big league experience last year with the Braves. So um, I think that's that's going to be uh, a, a huge, you know, having that good performances from their, their starters and also whoever comes after the starters. So um, mm. it will be challenging because... Again, not having those pieces in the in the back end of the bullpen will hurt them, um, but they can hit. They can certainly hit. And now having Acuna in the lineup again, uh, yep. it's going to be a huge difference maker. And that's a, that has been a, a pretty dramatic saga over the last couple months. Can't wait to uh, continue to hear details as there uh, as they come out about that ish that whole situation. I've. I've tried to cover what is what's there about the the situation, but it just seems so chaotic. So I'll, all all we can say though is that I'm just so excited that he's actually going to play, yeah. Because it is that takes the the lineup from they're there, they can compete with the PR with Puerto Rico, and but with with Acuna, I think it's stacked all the way top to bottom. Absolutely, because I think we, we were lacking. Um, speed and power in that lineup. Yeah. And with Ronald, you have all five tools. Yeah. And and he's he's a generational player, and he's probably the biggest talent in Venezuela since Cabrera. Mm. Uh, and I know we've had great great Venezuelan players like Abreu, Maglio, Mora. Um, so way way too many. But it's it's still hard for me to believe that the best uh, result for a Venezuelan team is a third place in 09 with the weakest roster ever for, for a Venezuelan team. I mean, the 06 roster was better in paper. The one in 13, the one in 17, and this one in, in 2023 will be even better uh, than, than those. But the one in 09 was the best, that was a better team. And I think it was because of the chemistry. And if they can put all of that to all of that together and put everything that happened in the past, I think we'll have a really strong chance because they have everything. They have power with Acuna, yeah. with Santander, who got more than 30 homers last year. Um, Andres Jimenez had a great year. Jose, Jose Altuve is maybe the best second baseman in the league. Eugenio mm-hmm. Suarez is a 40-plus homer guy almost every year. Um, Salvi got 48, a couple, 48 homers a couple years ago, and he's one of the best catchers in the game. And you have good defense with Peralta, multi-goal glover. Jimenez, Altuve, um, Arias, who played decent first base 
last year. Salvi also a gold glove winner. Um, you have <laughs> with Ronald, with Andres, with Jose. So I think it's, I mean, wherever you see this team, it's it's pretty solid all around. I, I'm so excited for this team. It's, I don't know. There's very, very few national teams right now that have such a well-rounded lineup. Um, would you, so from my understanding, from what I've seen from Venezuelan fans and reporters, I feel like 2006 is known as the best team they've had. Would oh, you, yeah. how do you, how would you say this one compares to 20, 2006? I think that, I mean, the one in, in 06 was, was great because they had, I mean, that team had, um, had Johan, had Sandrano, mm. had so had so many good starters and 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 the, whatever. I mean, from top to bottom, the lineup was so so, you know, stacked and and the bench was very deep. But mm. I think now the starters are way better than than in 06. Obviously, they had a Cy Young winner in, in Johan, um, but it's it's a deeper rotation, and you can have guys that can actually do that piggybacking that I mentioned. Um, mm coming a starter after another starter in the same game. I think they, they couldn't do that in, in, in 06, and the bullpen wasn't as good as it could be uh, today with those pitchers coming coming after the starters. Uh, I think they're missing a guy like, like I mean, a legit closer like K-Rod was at that time. He was the best, maybe the best closer in baseball at the time. Uh, I think they're missing that guy, but uh, it's, it's, I think it's deeper and, and a more complete team. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm looking at the roster right now for 2006. You got guys, you got names like uh, Carlos Guillen, Maglio Ordonez, uh, like you said, Francisco Rodriguez, K-Rod, Carlos Zambrano, uh, let's see who else we know, Bobby Abreu, of course, Johan Santana. You got a lot of names of like really, really solid guys, but I don't see the depth that this team is going to have, like you said. This team, yeah. top to bottom, and the depth of the pitching, like... Pitching is so hard to get in the WBC, I feel like. Every country has maybe two to three very solid, reliable starters and a couple of good pieces in the bullpen. But if you look at Venezuelan's roster, um, I, I see so much depth. Yeah, me, me too. I, I see it as well. And uh, I like so, something that you're going to see with this, with this um, roster um, is that you won't see many natural outfielders, but you're going to have a guy like probably Luis Reynivo or Luis Arras that could play the outfield as well. Um, so that, that's that's going to be something, something interesting because you see the lineup, it's basically obvious to have Salvi catching, Arraez at first, mm-hmm. Altuve, Jimenez, and Gino Suarez at third. But then in the in the late, latest innings, you can have a guy like Rojas, for example, a gold glove finalist last year, uh, probably the best glove that Venezuela has on the team. Uh, at least as a shortstop, probably Eduardo Escobar as well, who can play third, who can play some first, who can play some second, who can play some shortstop as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, power from each side of the plate, and a guy that has actually played very good ball with with the Mets last year. So, um, again, top to bottom, it's it's deeper, and I think it could be it could be way better. That team, for example, in 06, had a guy like Tony Alvarez, like he he should have not been there. Robert Perez, who is a legend in Venezuelan baseball, but he wasn't actually good in, in the big leagues, and he was there and he was hurt, uh, and he should have not been there. Um, Giovanni Carrara, Carlos Silva, they were on that 06 team, and some of them in that 09 team. Um, but I don't, at the time they, were, they played there, 
they were not that good for the big leagues. And I see these guys now, that rotation with Lopez, with Ranger Suarez, who we all saw them last year in the World Series. When And it's funny because Omar Lopez, the Astros' first base coach, is the manager for Team Venezuela. And I remember asking Omar and telling Omar, hey, man, um, I know you're scouting every single player. Uh -huh. And tonight you're facing Ranger. So I think there, there, there's no better scenario to see him than in three of the World Series with a packed Citizens Man Park. And then he had five shutout innings um, in front of that Phillies crowd. And I told him after the game, like, dude, if you needed to see if the guy can pitch under pressure, there's nothing better than what you saw. There. So that was, I mean, that was the day Ranger won his spot in the, in the match. Uh, so. Um, that is incredible. We have that now. We 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 didn't have that in the past. There's there like, there is no better time to watch Rangers or Suarez, Rangers Suarez than in that game. So <laughs> that's that was a front row seat that Omar got to be able to see him. Um, I know that you probably don't have a ton of time. We're gonna start in I guess ten minutes. It's gonna be on live on MLB Network. Um, real quick though, I wanted to ask what off of the field. What are you most excited for? in the WBC off the field, you say, um, I yeah. think people, people coming together to, to see this tournament and, and that what you mentioned, the connections, man. I mean, when, when you have baseball uniting and, and connecting people, that's, that's the best thing you can have because that's, that only helps to, um, uh, grow the game. Like I've learned, for example, by following you, by following, um guys that you've been retweeting and recommending on twitter more about european baseball or uh, nicaraguan baseball and 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 i think that's that's the the beauty of it that, that you get to learn so much about um other nation other countries other stories i mean you mm -hmm. you see many players born in the u.s or born in venezuela or born in cuba or the dr representing other countries because they didn't have the chance to represent their own countries but now they get this chance And they go out and give their hat out and, and do all the best they can do. And those, those are pretty cool stories that, that you're going to see in this tournament. And, and I think that's, mm -hmm. that's the most special part. And for baseball fans, it's a, it's a gift because we were supposed to have this in 2021. Uh, and, it, and I think it could have been a totally different uh, tournament. It was going to be with 16 teams. Now we have 20. Yep. And, and it's going to be way more special. I, I, obviously, we've we've been waiting two years for this, but I think it's, I mean, it's, it's going to be worthy of every single second that we spend uh, waiting for it. Uh, I, I cannot wait. It's going to be so worth it. And I'm so glad they extended to 20 teams or else we wouldn't have the stories of like the Czech Republic who like their yeah. players aren't even like full-time baseball players. They have other jobs that they exactly. go to. Exactly. And, like, and, and, and it's, I mean, to learn about those leagues, for example, I have a, I have a friend, I cannot mention right now his name, uh, <laughs> but I know that whenever he's done playing, and this is, this is actually in a contract, when he's done playing in the big leagues, he's going to play in Italy. Um, he already said Whoa. Italy. Uh, not for Team Italy, may maybe, who, don't, who knows? Um, but he's going to play in the Italian league. And during the week, those guys are like Uber drivers, chefs, lawyers, constructors. Uh, I mean, whatever regular job that someone can have. And then on the weekends, they go and play professional baseball. And some of them have the chance to represent their countries on, the, on this huge stage. 
I mean, there's nothing. That's only a thing that you can get with baseball. I mean, there's nothing. No other sport can be can be like that, right? Uh, so so it's, wild. It's gonna be very very special. No, I I am like a. I, I see like ba baseball fans as like two different groups in my mind. There's like the super analytical, like stats, numbers based fans, which I think is cooler. Like I wish I was like that, but I'm way on the other side where it's like, I'm just a baseball romantic. I love the stories and I love the, like the beauty of the different cultures and, and uh, like the different stories that we get to see from all of the different players. So hearing things like that is, is so cool to me. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm very, I'm such an analytical guy, and and I, because of my job, I have to know about these stats, and and sometimes it's overwhelming, and I get it, and I, and yes, I I can understand the point of, yeah, this is why uh, a hitter that I mean someone hitting 246 might be better than a 300 hitter, I you don't know you don't even know why, but then, uh, you have I mean you have to to have everything on the balance and it's it's like yeah. it's a total balance of, of the game and i think um for some for some of these teams you will have advanced analytics like the dr venezuela the us um they, they have people on their front offices and coaching staff that work for mlb organizations and you will have some of it but think about this for maybe more than half of the teams like you don't see the czech republic or Cuba or I don't know Nicaragua using analytics they would just go and play with their instinct and and with everything they have and that's something yeah. that I, I, I feel uh, yeah we're in, a, in an advanced era and basically numbers rule everything but at some point in baseball you it's I think it's a full circle and everything will go back to not everything but some things will go back to normal normal I say yeah, I mean, just let the game tell you uh, the whole story, and then you make adjustments, you know, while while playing. So, um, I think we're going to see some of some of that in in this WBC. I can't wait. I mean, a lot of these countries don't even have access to like deep analytics, like they in, don't. in a lot of these countries that you never. I don't know that it's not the MLB, like MLB or NPB or KBO, any of the big leagues. So a lot of these players on the maybe lesser known teams are going to get a chance to almost like a showcase for them to show themselves as, I guess, worthy or like their talent for affiliated clubs or even independent ball or just whatever. So, yeah. Yeah. And, and could be also for those guys that play indie ball or, yeah. Maybe they play in Mexico, they play in Taiwan, they play in the KBO or Japan. Could be a good chance to to show MLB teams that they can play very good baseball on a high level competition, right? So that's that. Also, we we can see stories like that. I I see some players, for example, that can go into the Venezuelan roster mm -hmm. that are not hired by any any MLB organization, and that could be a, a pretty interesting chance for them to to show the world what they can do. Yeah, I'm so excited, man. It's going to be so much fun. Well, I have taken up plenty of your time. I asked for five to 10 minutes. You gave me like 20 to 30. So <laughs> whatever you need. <laughs> yeah, man, you're the best. We will talk soon. Good luck on the roster reveal. It's going to be so much fun. For those that don't follow Daniel, definitely go follow him on Twitter. Is there anywhere else that we can, anything else we can plug for you, Daniel? 
Yeah, I mean, Twitter, it's it's at Daniel Alvarez EE. EE stands for El Extra Base. And you can also follow El Extra Base on Twitter, Instagram, our website, YouTube channel. We will have a full coverage of the WBC in Miami. Also some in Arizona, but we will be covering since day one of spring training um, and everything. We will have everything, absolutely everything in Miami. Uh, so um, I will invite you guys to to follow us. I know it's in Spanish. We'll have also some English content. Uh, but if not, just hit the translate button. And that's it. <laughs> it works. That's how I did it. That's how I started. And half of my, my following, I feel like, does is from Latin American or Spanish-speaking countries. So definitely go follow Daniel and Extra, El Extrabase. They, they have fantastic coverage. Um, and Daniel's been a good friend to me. And uh, really appreciate you coming on, Daniel. Um, yeah, it's going to be a fun night. Yeah, have fun. We're five minutes away, man. I can't wait. Five minutes. Let's go. I'm excited. <laughs> All right. Talk to you soon. Awesome. Daniel is a really good guy. He's um, he's always been so great to me, helping me with like Venezuelan news and uh, being able to uh, just follow like a lot of Latin American countries. I don't speak Spanish. I speak very, very little Spanish. So he's helped me translate a lot. 